Hi, welcome to the Travel Advice Show. Thank you for listening all around the world. And you can listen to all our shows at TravelAdviceShow.com or on iTunes. And I'm Chris Newton, one of the co-hosts. And I'd like to introduce my other co-host, Jerry Four. Uh, how you doing, Jerry? Excellent. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, would you like to introduce our, our topic today? I would. Okay. Uh, we're going to continue with Cuba for Cuba Part 2. Uh, because the last part, the first part, was extremely long. We didn't get that any, everything done, so we thought we would continue with a part two yeah. to give you more information about Cuba. Um, one thing that you need to understand, number one, it's in the tropics, and the weather, it never gets really cold. Uh, but, and this, but there is a rainy season. Oh, there is? Uh, there is? Yeah, okay. hurricane season. Oh, yeah, like, is that like August, September time kind of? Well, I think the legal date that it starts is June 15. Oh, wow, okay. And I think it goes until the end of October are the legal dates. Oh, man. Okay. Something like that. But um, I don't recommend going then because you can get rain. A lot of rain. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can get like three days of rain. Oh, geez, that could wipe out your vacation. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, and you're going to get a lot more clouds, so the snorkeling and diving won't be as good. And um, you can also get a hurricane. So, And that will easily last by the time it gets there and does its damage and leave at least three days. Uh, okay. yeah. Where you'll be indoors or not enjoying the trip. So I don't recommend going that time unless you have another option. Okay. And uh, usually November through May are very good. That's a Although good Although April and May can be a little more humid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I went in December, my third time, uh, just a short while ago, and the weather was um, average about 85 in oh, the daytime. Gee. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, and low 70s yeah. at night. Oh, man. Oh, and God. it was sunny every day, except one morning it rained. Oh, really? And that, that's it? Uh-huh. Yeah, but that's why it's so green. It rains periodically, and it's not enough rain to ruin a trip. So um, I highly recommend that you go uh, November through March. You could go April, May, but it's a little more humid as a rule. And... Um, You'll have a great time, Mm. usually. I mean, you can't be guaranteed anything in this world now about weather, can you? Oh, I know. We're living kind of in extremes, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We also wanted to talk about hotels and accommodations. Um, I want to start, first of all, that they do have five-star hotels and resorts in Cuba. And uh, they're very nice. But, in my opinion, According to the world standard of five stars, they don't have anything that I'm aware of. Anything like uh, the five stars of Asia and the five stars of Europe. Uh, In the Middle East. Yeah, and um, even the five stars of New York or San Francisco. I would call a five-star hotel in Cuba a four-star on the international scene. Okay. Yeah, but legally in Cuba, they're five stars. Um, when we talked about hotels, uh, we talked about how each 
country has its own star rating. Right, right. In other words, the best hotels in the countries are five star. But they may not be the same as a five star, say in London or Hong Kong or Singapore or Delhi. But they're the best. And they're very nice. <clears throat> Some of them are very, very nice. We stayed in two that were excellent. But I would not call them five star because, for example, they don't have turn down service, they don't have. Um, made service twice a day. Um, they don't have chocolates and things on the bed. Oh, okay. Um, okay. They only have one restaurant <clears throat> and one bar. And um, and uh, they just don't have the, the, the element or the level of service that a, an international five-star has. But they're very good. And um, I recommend them. Um, but I recommend not staying in anything less than a three-star Cuban hotel. A three-star one? Okay. Yeah. yeah, because they are like a two-star, maybe a three-star internationally. But they're okay, but four and five stars where I'd recommend. But, you know, the neat thing about Cuba is, is that they have... Um, several other kinds of accommodation. Um, in the last year or two, they started to allow people to have rooms in their homes. Oh, okay. okay. Sort of like a B&B. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't have a restaurant. And you get breakfast. And they're good breakfast. Oh. We stayed in four of them oh, on my trip. Oh, okay. and, and they're very good. You'll have a private bath usually very small and adequate with a shower bath and at, uh, you know with a shower in the bathtub and they're very very adequate and most of them are air conditioned and uh, you have your own room sometimes there you exit to the outside into their courtyard or sometimes you enter into a hall but um, they're very very good they're better than normal B&B because many B&Bs don't have the private bath and um, the breakfast is adequate and quite good um, and they are called Casa and I don't speak Spanish well Casas Particulares Particulares and um, they're guest houses and um, what you basically do is you just rent a room you just rent a room in the house there, yeah. And is there like a family staying there or people oh, yeah. living there? It's their home. Oh, it's their home, okay. Yeah, and um, they're located all over Cuba. And um, a neat way to, to do it. Yeah. In the bigger cities, like Havana and some of the bigger ones, uh, you may want to stay in a hotel just for the experience. But definitely, well, I was going to say definitely you want a resort hotel, like a four or five star a resort hotel on the beach. Uh, they're more like um, the normal um, resort beach hotels. Um, several bars, restaurants, um, big swimming pools, and um, they're very good uh, and very nice. Uh, some of them are all-inclusive. 
and have all of the meals included in your rate. And, um, oh, I need to mention that on the Casas Particulares, okay. um, they have an, uh, well, there are two anchors on these buildings, okay? Um, it, it has an upside-down anchor. It's a legal one. It's approved by the government. Oh, okay. If it has a right-side-up anchor, you'd think it'd be the other way around, wouldn't you? Yeah, upside-down. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, not registered with the government. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's illegal, but um, they're not approved by the government. It's not certified. Yeah, it's not like maybe maybe they come in and do an ex- expection, maybe? or like... yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have to register and be approved and sort of check, the government checks them out. And, um, but, um, and most of them um, cost between 10 and $30 a night. Really? That's it for, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, Cuba is cheap. Hmm. It is a very inexpensive destination to go to. And if you want breakfast, they charge you uh, U.S. dollars, one to two dollars. Oh my gosh! Oh, geez, sign me up, man. That's a little, I know it. A little overhead. Can't afford yeah. to stay home. Yeah. It costs more than that just to stay a day in the U.S. Yeah. And oh. you don't even leave your house. Right. Totally. So, and um, they do have some larger um, hotels. Now, it is my understanding that all hotels, regardless of their name or chain, are government owned. Oh, really? Really? Well, wow. That's what they told us. And they have a, <clears throat> um, some government hotel chains. And um, they have ho- these hotels are located throughout the country. And there's one, again, I don't speak Spanish, but as I recall, uh, it's Ilazul. I think it's I-S-L-A-Z-U-L. And uh, another is Gaviota, probably uh, Gaviota. And they have the uh, Cubanacan chain, and um, they have uh, one or two others. And they're very nice hotels. Um, They can be five-star, but most, I think, in my opinion, are really four-star. But they have big ones, uh, like the Melia. M-E-L-I-A, Melilla, Melilla, I can't talk, Melilla, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Melia. They're a very famous uh, uh, Spanish hotel chain. But they're in Mexico and, and various places in the world. But uh, they're very nice. Oh. And a whole bunch of others. Yeah. Um, beach resorts. And it's really important when you sign up for a trip or you take a trip, if you're non-American, American, U.S., American, have to um, take an escorted tour. You've got to go to the group, a people-to-people group. Oh, okay. And um, they are more controlled, <clears throat> where other nationalities uh, can just go there and uh, do what they want, like we do in Puerto Rico or Virgin Islands or Hawaii. Uh, just do what you want. Yeah. And um, it's important uh, that you really research the hotel that you're staying in to make sure it has what you want 
located where you want them and, um, and the price range. But even the expensive hotels there are really quite cheap. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, like $100 a night. Yeah, for a four-star. Um, even five-star. Oh, five, wow. wow. Yeah, they can be higher than that, like in Havana. Yeah. But uh, not much. I mean, a five-star hotel in Waikiki, you can spend two to $500 a night easily. Yeah. But in Cuba, it's really quite inexpensive. One thing we've got to talk about, and it's well worth it, well worth it, is take, oh, oh, I think we talked about taxis last time. Yeah, yeah, we talked about those yellow yeah. cabs, uh, uh, those bubble yeah. cabs kind of thing. Yeah, they're fabulous. But yeah. I want to talk about the American cars, cabs. Um, like the old cars, the old Yeah, Yes, from the 1950s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember these cars very vividly because I was a teenager. Right. And, right, that's and, amazing. Uh, you, it was like you're going back in time. Therefore. Yeah. yeah, and they are in fairly good shape. Wow. Um, the Cubans are very innovative, very um, creative people. And um, because of the embargo, it's difficult for them to get parts because goodness knows they're, what, 60 years old? And um, they fall apart. So they are able to make their own parts. Wow. They, wow in that's most great. cases. And um, wow. it's very critical that you ride in one or two of those. Um, you can have a nighttime drive, for example, in the convertible, in the top down. And uh, it's wonderful. Absolutely phenomenal. And um, I wanted to spend just a minute um, on the types of tours that U.S. people can take okay. for a long time. By that I mean five, five years maybe. Uh, we've been able to take escorted tours down, but they've been rather restrictive. You basically just stayed in Havana and took day trips out. And they were good. Uh, I took two of those. And um, they're good. But now, starting last year, well, 2015, uh, U.S. are able to take more interesting tours. For example, uh, hiking tours of the mountains in the eastern part of the country and island. And um, also what we did was, as I mentioned before, we did a sea kayaking and snorkeling tour. Nice. Yeah, right. Yeah, and um, the thing that um, is interesting now is that you can, Americans can now stay in the um, guest houses. As I mentioned, we stayed in four of them. And that is really important uh, to try guest houses, if at all possible. Um, how do they uh, do the guest houses? Are the people uh, speak English pretty good or mostly Spanish kind of? Thing? Yeah, the yeah. four that we stayed in. Yeah. Um, at least one member of the household spoke English quite well. Oh wow! Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and um, everyone in the house at least tried to speak English, and they spoke it fairly well. Oh. Wow. I, mean, 
I never had to uh, go down to first grade Spanish. Right. Or um, like when you're in Asia and you'll understand the word they're saying, you know, you have to just point. And yeah, point and smile. And stuff. Yeah, I know, and take it. <laughs> yeah. But no, I never mm -hmm. once. We met lots of, lots of Cubans. <clears throat> and even those that spoke minimal English, I, I never felt like I had this struggle uh, to communicate. So yeah, there's a wide variety of um, English-speaking people um, in the whole country. So I think uh, that covers about everything I wanted to say. Did you have any questions, Chris, about Cuba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, like, you know, it, it's a big, it's a big country. It's a big island. I mean, yeah, it, it's a society. I mean, it's a really large. It's the largest in the Caribbean, right? Yeah, and. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's. A, I don't know how long it is, but I'm sure it's at least a hundred miles long, and probably averages maybe twenty-five miles across. Jeez! Wow. Yeah. And, so it's very large for the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah, um, were you, were you, when you were, when you were there, Jerry, uh, I know the influence of music is really big there. Is music uh, kind of like the biggest scene every night, kind of? Yeah. Oh, let me tell you. Yeah. Let me tell you. Um, almost everywhere we went, particularly at night, uh, they will have the uh, street singers and street performers. Oh, nice. And you'll just find three or four people, men and women, just standing on the street, That's playing instruments and singing, and uh, it's fabulous. Wow, I love that. Yeah, I love Cuban music. Yeah, it's great. It's a... And almost every restaurant at night where we ate, they had a live band. Wow. Uh, well, a live group. And every night, um, they sang, uh, as I mentioned in the last show, Guantanamera. And what that means in English, is a girl from Guantanamo Bay, or Guantanamo. There's a town called Guantanamo. Oh, okay. And Guantanamera is girl from Guantanamo. And um, they sing it. And each group sings it very differently. Um, different instrumentation, almost a different beat. Some of them um, made it sound very Caribbean. Oh, like you would okay. hear in the rest of the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like uh, little drums and things and syncopated. And others sang it much more uh, classically the way that, um, that... Well, the first time I ever heard it was in the 60s. Oh, okay. It was a very popular song in America in the 60s. And it was sung more classically. Um, with no syncopation or um, with normal instrumentation. But here, uh, on the streets, I heard it several times, and it looked like they made their own instruments. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, little, little drums and little flutes and little, and the guitars looked old. And um, uh, it's the, I love Guantanamera. And when you hear it in Cuba, the way it oh, should yeah. be sung, yeah. although they sing it different ways, uh, they really love it. As we mentioned in the last show, it's basically, I think, probably, it isn't legally, but it's prob probably the national anthem of Cuba. Right, 
Right. Everybody knows it, and everybody uh, sings it, and you hear it all the time. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Oh, and awesome. um, yeah. I never, we didn't hear any, no, we didn't, in the entire week we were there at night, and on the streets, we never heard an American song. Oh, okay. Yeah, none of the popular or well-known American songs. Uh-huh. Um, they were all Cuban songs that wow. we heard. And um, I imagine in the beach resorts, the five-star beach resorts, uh, where you dance and things, yeah. uh, they might throw in an American song every now and then. But um, right. the local people uh, sing Cuban songs, and yeah. they're excellent. Yeah, and, and uh, that's great. Well, yeah, the, the music is, I, I think, the, uh, uh, like that shows so much of the culture, too, and everything. And, and oh, the, and it's fabulous to watch them dance. Oh, I bet. Oh, I bet. my word. You know, yeah. the Caribbean people can move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you start moving, too, once you hear these still bands and once you hear the, the Caribbean rhythm. Yeah. And you can't, even if you can't dance at all, you at least find after a song or two that your body starts moving. Right. <laughs> but I guess, I guess they were born with this music, and they're just used to moving. And I guess if you start moving young, you just, oh, my word, they... They're so uh, fluid in their movement. Mm-hmm. And I would just sit there uh, when we went to a club or two, uh, about three clubs, uh, after we had dinner, um, and people dancing. I, I just sat there. It was fascinating. Fascinating. So uh, you need to get out and do the nightlife in Cuba. Yeah. It's mandatory. And dance. And, yeah. yeah, and even get up and dance. Um, one place we went, they even had the um, some of our groups members, group members, come up and dance. Oh, wow. And uh, they had one girl <laughs> uh, get up there and uh, gave her an instrument, and uh, she played right with them and sang right with them. Oh, man. She didn't speak a word of Spanish, but it was a song where a word was repeated all the time. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And uh, she picked that up really fast, and her rhythm was fabulous. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can't help but move. So uh, it's yeah. really important to get involved with the people. Yeah. yeah. As Americans, we have little choice not to get involved because we have to go on a people-to-people tour. A pe- and, okay, you have to right yeah, now. Yeah, as I mentioned, every day we met people. Uh, we were going to a wonderful museum and uh, have a lecture uh, for about half hour, 45 minutes. Oh, by nice. the um, curator or oh, yeah. a, a guest they brought in to talk about the museum, the pieces there, the history of it. And um, or when we went to the alligator farm where they uh, raised alligators to put them back into the wild. Oh, nice. Like a rehab, a rehab center for alligators? Uh, well, it's, um, yeah. I'm not sure why they don't have so many alligators. And I'm not sure why they want so many alligators. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. but they do. I mean, they have the rooms where they are born and hatched, oh, and they man. keep them until they're about five or six years old. So there's different big, big, big uh, areas. I don't want to say ponds, but they're not cages, but they're sunken down about four feet, and um, they have a watering hole, and they might have 20 uh, alligators there. And so you'll have one of these... Um, cages 
I don't want to say cages because they're not fenced off or anything, but they're sunk in, so they won't jump out and get you. Uh-huh. And there are one or two places where they do have a fence, a huge high fence, like eight feet tall, and um, where the big ones are. And um, so they'll have one for like three-month-old and five-month-old. And, and as they get older, they'll have a two-year-old, three-year-old, five, four-year-old, etc. So you start it when they're being born, basically, and uh, go to when they're five or six. And it takes an hour and a half to wow. do it. Yeah, so that, um, you need to get out and, and do things, just if, even if you go to a beach resort. Uh, don't just stay at the beach resort. Yeah, get out. And, yeah. yeah, and go into the town. And the nice thing about Cuba, uh, it's safe. It's Yeah, that's great. Yeah, except they do, in Havana particularly, they have pickpockets. Right. And, uh, as we discussed, they'll have people come up and want to show you around and expect you to pay them a lot of money. Oh, right. you got to be careful in the or big they'll cities. they'll have taxis or... that will um, take you they, uh, rip you off. But that's not uncommon worldwide. Yeah, yeah. You just got to be cautious. You'll yeah. Be, yeah, you'll be ripped off as a foreigner and a tourist. Right. But uh, you just have to expect it. But, you know, in taxis, for example, you say, how much is that? And in Cuba, you must make sure, um, is it CPs and CECs? Is it their money they're quoting you or U.S. dollars they're quoting you? Right, right. And um, equivalent um, in the, the peso. So, but no, it's safe. We wandered the towns at midnight, my friend and I. And um, they're sort of like Spain. They don't start living until 8 o'clock at night. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah they, and they... You, you can go to the restaurant at 10, 30, 11 at night. Oh, wow, nice. And they're in the heat up at all. So it's perfectly safe. Um, we never once in the seven nights we stayed there um, ever felt unsafe. Never. That's great. And uh, we like to wander and go into clubs and places and snip it out and see what, how people do at night. And yeah. we also were early risers and we would walk the streets. Um, when the sun came up, we oh. were walking at, well, with coming up. We'd be out there at 6 o'clock in the morning uh, watching how people go to, uh, clean the streets and uh, wake up. And get ready for we the day. Yeah. yeah, we didn't look in the windows, but we'd watch the garbage men come and we'd watch all this. Yeah. Never once felt unsafe. That's great. And, well, uh, awesome. What, 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 yeah. what, what, that's great, Jerry. Well, well, God, yeah. So we got part one of Cuba and part two, and this is part two. So hopefully, uh, we we gave a lot of good travel advice uh, for people to plan their vacation to Cuba. Yeah, and uh, it's open to the whole world, and uh, everyone should go to Cuba um, because mm-hmm. the beaches are wonderful. The water is very clear. The air is clean and clear. That's awesome. And uh, you can go into the mountains, and they're high mountains. I think around five thousand feet. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're mountains. Uh, not as big as we have here in Utah, of course. Right. But for the Caribbean, uh, they're pretty, very good mountains. And yeah, um, yeah. you can hike those and uh, do bicycling trips. Uh, that's a neat way to see it. We saw uh, two groups uh, while we were traveling uh, between cities uh, doing bicycling. And uh, so it's a wide variety and a good place. And the food, as you mentioned before, is very good. Yeah. But you better like rice. Yeah, the rice. You mentioned the rice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you better a... like rice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And black beans and rice. 
um, the neat thing about the food, and we mentioned, I think I we mentioned totally, oh. is that um, um, it's a mixture of so many places. I'm sure they get the black beans from the Yucatan in Mexico. Oh, right, right. They're famous for black beans, and I tell you, even my wife loved them. And we had black beans almost every dinner and lunch uh, in the Yucatan. And they're the same black beans over there, there in Cuba. Wow. wow. And they're sweet and good. And so, I mean, in the food's excellent and fairly varied, um, fairly varied. And the uh, fruit is very fresh. So, yeah, it's a great destination for every nationality That's and cool. every age and every physical activity. Okay. So, yeah, I highly recommend it. All right, great place to go. Well, cool, cool, Jerry. Well, well, thanks. That, that was great, and uh, yeah, to to another good show there, and uh, yeah, and, and everybody can uh, contact us at traveladviceshow.com and listen to iTunes. And if you want to put a comment on iTunes too, we're always up for anybody putting a um, a recommendation on iTunes too. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. So, okay. All right, well. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you.